What's going on, everyone? It's the Commissioner here. Want to let you know that we have another great and exciting episode in store for you all today. Episode 39. We are so close to episode 40, you can almost taste it. And as we get closer to the summit, we have to invite another guest on the show. The most, officially the most recurring guest on the show, Tim Keister, a.k.a. T-Smooth, meets us at the summit to discuss all things Rockets, especially the NBA draft, who he thinks the Rockets should select at number two, and whether or not he believes Cade Cunningham is the true uh, and clear number one pick. We also talk about Damian Lillard and the bomb drop of his trade request, or supposedly his trade request, and then him nixing it. It was literally by the time that we record this episode the, that those new, that news dropped like two hours earlier, so we had to talk about it. It was such big news when we had discussed it. And then, of course, we go home on the NBA playoffs. Such a big deal, obviously. By the time we record this episode, it is 2-2 uh, within the series, so... It's a give or take here. Who knows who's going to win the series? You're going to get the prediction of myself, the GM, and T-Smooth on who's going to continue on to win the NBA championship and what that team has to do to overcome the odds. So let's go. Let's get right into it. T-Smooth, the GM, myself, the commissioner, right here for every one of y'all to listen to us. Episode 39. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. At times, I feel old like I'm going out of style, so I turn down the music on my FM dial. I beg of you to come and listen for a while and look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child. This is my chance to escape. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And with me, of course, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Yo, Friday afternoon. We're here. We're, we're yeah. alive. We got through the work week. How you feeling today? We're in it. Uh, your boy got off early today. Finished up his work by three o'clock. So everything is golden. Got a nap in before the pod. So everything is super, super solid. And he's already yeah. drinking because it's a. Uh, it's officially five o'clock here. So he's already going to town. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one. It's okay. <laughs> Well, you know what? I gotta say, I gotta say something. You know, we've been doing the past few episodes, just me and the GM. And as much as I, as much as I love you as my brother, I mean, you're you're great and everything. I, I gotta get another guest on the pod, man. I mean, I miss yeah, my guest. I miss my guest. So of course, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta bring back who is now officially the most recurring guest on the show. Introducing Thirty Feet for Days. Tim Keister, aka T Smooth. Tim, Tim, my man. How you doing today? What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm all for it, bro. What's up, fellas? Yo, I'm back. I'm back. Yes. He's he's here for he's here for the Kobe, man. The Kobe at number five. He's here for number yes, five. Sir. Number five. You can... I will surpass Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> By the time it's all said and done. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Well, dude, man, it's good to have you back on the pod as always. Uh were you by chance were you, were you able to listen to our, our past episode, obviously regarding like the draft and stuff like that? Come on, man. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plug. That's a shameless plug right there. Of course I did. Well, you know probably that. Your, I'm probably your first and last fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tim, we'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> they tell me, man. They tell me, like, man, how many followers you got? I got Tim motherfucking Tim, Keister. Tim, Tim motherfucking Keister. Who the fuck you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I got to say, man, it's awesome. Thank, thank you for listening to the past episode because this episode is going to be pertaining to exactly that. We want to get the word out to everybody. I We need to get everyone's opinions, obviously, on the draft. Who you want. Uh, who the Rockets should pick for number two. Should there be a trade-up? Should there be a trade-down? We're going to be talking about that, obviously, later in the episode. But, boys, hit the... What, what's that sound y'all made earlier? That boom, 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 boom. What is it? 
Yeah. Oh, it's like a horn or something. Hit yeah, the horn. horn. Hit the horn, y'all. There's some breaking news. We got some breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Just a few hours ago, Damian Lillard has officially, I don't know if it's official, but he has requested a trade away from Portland. So, Thank God. Yeah. So, <laughs> but hang on. Wait. Yeah, Tim, what you got? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Now, he did come back and say, like, just, just... He denied him. He, yeah, he denied him. Yep. But the guy, I don't, I forgot his name. Um, he's, a, he's a, I guess, a, a friend or an acquaintance of him. The guy mm. that last interviewed him put it out there that he wanted, mm. you know, he, he got a statement from him saying, like, he didn't, he was unhappy. But he didn't specifically say he was leaving. He just said he felt some type of way about where they were headed uh, as yeah, a team. Absolutely. So then, then everybody else started like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. assume that he's going to want to leave. He hasn't said it yet, but it, it's the same as assertion. Harden. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as Harden. Like he, he, yeah. Harden didn't officially say anything, he denied everything. But that's just all that's just all how it's gonna be because it's not him that's gonna make the statement, it's his agent that's gonna have to do the talking. So yeah, his agent, his publicist, it doesn't matter. It makes so much sense. Like he's gotta go. They have nothing. And the the requests of Philly and New York make too much sense. Too much sense. It's just yeah. like, dude, can can we just see Damien hitting 35 foot threes in Madison Square Garden? Oh, My yeah. God, I mean, we're going toe to toe against Trey Young. Oh, yeah. I mean, wherever he goes, it's going to it's going to be that. But, you know, he's not going to say anything, of course, there because behind the scenes, the agent is going back and forth with the teams who want him. You know, they're trying to get a deal done right now before he actually says something, because to be honest, he don't even know. Probably not. He he just probably knows let the yeah. agent know hey mm-hmm. like see what's available if we can work something out Let's do then it. we'll go yeah we'll do it but as of right now i'll mm-hmm. just deny 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 you know yeah of course i mean that's 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 uh per his mo because damien doesn't he's not outspoken in yeah in that way but he will express how he feels in his way he's like a derrick rose he doesn't try to put too much out there, not show too much emotion in regards to that. But Damien is very quiet, very uh, calming. He's not going to be too expressive, but you can tell based on his quotes that he isn't happy. And because of that, then that's how they're just going to have to roll with it. And unfortunately, with that releasing, that could honestly drive his value down because now that everybody knows that he wants to go, the demand will be like, oh, well, you're going to trade him anyway. So we're going to lowball you. Absolutely. Exactly. Kind of like what happened to the Rockets, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Portland should have traded him before this release. If Portland was smart, but... yeah, Not but the more. thing is that the teams probably knew that this was going to happen. So they were just like, you know what? Let's let's let him drive his own value down. So Portland won't ask for too much, you know? It just it makes too much sense in my he opinion. Did, he did come back and he did make a few quotes which Dame never does, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting because like you said he's he is very quiet. You know, he's a very quiet person in general. He doesn't like to talk much, especially like it, it seemed to be rather quick. The turnaround was rather quick because it was only what the report, the initial report that he wanted to leave was what a few hours ago. So like just an hour ago, he, he gets back to it. So it was pretty quick. And I think the one quote that stood out to me was two quotes that he said, he said, the best way to put it is to be more urgent, be urgent about our next step and how we move forward. We've made the playoffs all these years. We're not a bad team. We're a good team. It's a lot of positives but we've we've reached the point where it's not enough and he also talks about chauncey he says i don't necessarily disagree that maybe chauncey can change our team and make us a better team but i think if you look at our team as it is i don't see how you think this is a championship team we just need a new coach like he doesn't believe that that's the case 
Mm -hmm. And he did answer. He did say yes when asked if he expects to be in a Blazers uniform next season. Granted, though, it's it is comparable to the Harden situation, yet not comparable to the Harden situation because Harden never came out and said any of that. Harden, the Woj, the initial Woj bomb that Russ wanted out, and then Harden, oh, he expects to say he didn't say Mm -hmm. he said nothing. He didn't say a word. So you know that's different. I guess it's pretty cool for Dame to kind of come out. I guess and. You know, I think he's just he's just trying to save his brand in the sense of Portland because I think give a it's shit a, about his brand, man. I think it, it, no, not the public perception of his brand. I don't mean it like that. I mean his brand as in like who he is. That he's a yeah. very stand-up guy. Yeah, but, he's loyal. Yeah. He's loyal. Yes, he's, he was. He's got he's, that he's, loyal. He's the Reggie Miller of the generation. Well, him and like he's the Dirk basically. He's very loyal to his team, and he wants to stay. But the thing is with him is just that he doesn't want to be that guy to leave, but he understands that the league is changing. He wants he's already, yeah. He's already getting old. He's in his thirties already. The guy is just yeah. he's gotta go naturally. Yeah. And in a know? in a prime prime example of him wanting to be loyal, it, it, we know everyone he probably has it in the back of his head when he got into that uh social media argument with Paul George when he was with OKC when mm-hmm. they were talking about mm-hmm. um you know he tweeted like keep jumping around teams you know chasing a championship and not being you know down for one team basically mm-hmm. that's what he that's what he I don't really know exactly what he said but it was something along those lines like you know keep jumping around keep going a team to team mm-hmm. yeah, trying of to course. trying to win a championship and is I think- Paul George like the most like unlikable player in the nba i'm just I being think to straight you, up is. i think to you he is <laughs> well i mean it doesn't seem like a lot of players like him outside of eric bledsoe no not eric bledsoe sorry um who's the player that was with them reggie jackson is one of his best friends he was he was Kawhi's third or fourth third or fourth choice I don't, I don't, I don't, equa- yeah. I wouldn't equate yeah. it as too much as them disliking him as just as much mm-hmm. as a person maybe they just don't think he has it, you know, maybe maybe yeah. he's same. best as a second option. Maybe I can go as far as maybe even a third in terms of if you were to put a big three together, he might mm-hmm. just yeah. have to be the third best option, but obviously it's just, it's just yeah. competition mentality type thing. Like he's got that, that attitude or he carries himself like he's the best on the court, you know, but the other guys, see that he's not like he hasn't shown you know he hasn't gotten it yet you know no, true, true of course absolutely of course. Mm-hmm. and i think you know i guess as far as what as everything is with dame it's it's all day everything as we say like it's like an injury you know we're going to treat it day to day and i guess for this it has to be treated day to day but i understand where dame comes from just as much as as if harden didn't just wuss out and 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 duck and go to the and go to vegas and do all the bullshit he did um, I would have respected him more. Uh, I understand what Dame wants. I mean, Dame wants to win a title. I understand that. Mm-hmm. If you feel like the this organization isn't going to help you, if McCollum isn't the answer, which he is not as a second option, if you feel like Portland does not have the pieces to put together a championship team, then why? You know, then why 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 stick with it? Because at some point you're yeah. gonna re- at some point you're going to rebuild. If this isn't oh, going to yeah. work, if you can't net another star there's no point you're going to go through a rebuild. And then why do you want to go through the rebuild? And that's what it's very parallel to Harden in that respect. So I don't, I don't want Dame to have this, uh, this persona of like, like how Kyrie did in Boston, like Mm. how Kyrie came out and said to the media or he was in the stadium when he said it, he was like, Oh, I'm going to be in a Celtics Jersey next year. And then what happened? He wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, he true, wasn't true. True. So true. Dame, by Dame saying they they asked him straight up, like, are you know are you going to be with Portland? And he was like, yeah, I plan on being in a Portland Trail. But and then watch when the season comes, he's not in. Yeah, you know, I, I learned like, to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Now wait, quick question. I got go a ahead. question. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. So, if Dame. Where where do you want to see Dame go? Ah, where do you want to see Dame go? Go, is. Kenny, you first. Okay. Kenny. okay, all right, all right. Okay, I thought about this. I thought about this. 
You thought about it. See, all right, okay. all right. The Lakers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. I was gonna say no, that. No, 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 no. I know you want to see him there. Oh, no, no, I no. No. And I know your brother does. I know Miles wants to see no, him there too. Yeah, no, yeah, sir. Yeah. No, and the Dikembe Matumbo wag. No, 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 no. Um, you know it would be really. It would be. It would suck for our division. But man, could you see Dame in a in a Dallas jersey next to Luca? Oh my god, that'd be too much, man. That'd be there's not enough like, ball. No I'm, sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying. You, I don't want to throw anything like into the. You're, I don't, just, you're just saying what you. I'm want just to saying. See. You, I'm just but, not what I want to oh. see, but I'm just saying like it's not. It's probably not a remote possibility. But I mean, Justin's gonna. I already know who the GM's gonna say, and I didn't want to say what he, he said. He said it. Yeah. He said yeah. It. And I wasn't gonna say that. But realistically, um, mm-hmm. speaking, Luca needs help. If Luca doesn't want the ball in his hands as much, I mean, you could create that little Chris Paul, James Harden. I'm just saying, like, you can create that Chris oh, James Harden. No. I get what you're saying, but when yeah. did he say he doesn't no, want no, the no. ball in his hands? I mean, like, you know, if he ever does, like, oh, man, like, oh, okay. you know, because he says yeah. he already complained and said, I need help. So I'm like, yeah, there's, a, right. there's a lot of pressure there. And I think Chris yeah, stops ain't the, ain't the thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he needs help more and as another, like, shooting guard. Because C- there's, there's no there's no way – Luca's not my point guard. He can pass. I mean, he's no, he's a great, he's a great playmaker. But he's just like, but he's just like James Harden, though. You know what I mean? He could be. Yeah, Harden's a point guard too. But at some point, you know. But but granted, Luca's so much younger. Luca has no right to be like, oh Mm. man, I need more help. I'm like, bro, you're still in your rookie contract. Shut the fuck up and play basketball. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he has he he has time for them to bring help to him. He's got time. All right, so all right, uh, T Smooth. What about you? I'm gonna direct question back at you. I'm going Lakers. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them on the Lakers. I hope to God they do not sign Schroeder back. Jesus. Yeah, Uh, UK, you know what? That's that would be yeah, that's why I hope they give Schroeder the boot, the boot and sign Lillard. Or Um, Schroeder sign and trade to Portland for Lillard. That is a possibility. Because yeah. I mean, he because Schroeder wants max money, and if Portland yeah. is open to getting Schroeder as a replacement, then I think it works both ways. The so Lakers are going to have to give a Godfather offer, though. They're going to have to drop like yeah, a bunch of first round to, picks, whatever they have. Taylor yeah. Hort- Horton Tucker is gone. If yeah, yeah, yeah. They make that and deal. Kuzma too, because there's Kuzma have to be gone too. Kuzma's got to go, but I don't think Portland wants Kuzma. <laughs> I don't think flip him, flip him, baby. No, but uh, Ariza style. <laughs> no, but my my other option it, where I think like best fit would be, and then like the best return for Portland, probably the Sixers for Ben yeah. Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm, that's yeah. another good one. Yeah, but I mean, kind, yeah, kind of. It's one. kind of a well. Those are the two, even trades. He's one of the two teams that he was apparently. His desired destinations. Yeah, but so in my, I can see here, why. Here's why, in my opinion, just for like, like position sake, you know, you're trading point guard for point guard, and yeah. that'll allow CJ to be the main scorer while Ben's your ball hand point forward, mm, and yeah. then and then you'll have finally a a three point shooter point guard with Embiid. You know, True. someone to spread Agreed. spread the floor. Agreed. Portland will still be solid. I mean, they got Gary oh, Trent yeah. still. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then um, not Nurkic. Nurkic probably wants to go based on his no, not, comments. Well, not Trent. Um, Trent Gary Trent. To, uh, yeah, oh, Gary, Gary, Trent, Gary Trent's in the Raptors. The oh, Raptors. my bad. My yeah, bad. Not there my anymore. Bad. My bad. That was like two years um, ago. See, I'm like, yeah, no, no, nor Powell, Norman Powell. Yeah, oh, Cove, yeah, and Cove, yeah, Cove is yeah. still there. Covington. Oh yes, Covington. Yes, Covington yeah, is Covington the guy. Too. Covington is the guy. Um, okay, GM. What about you? What do you think? New York. Come on now, yeah. New York. That's just that's just that's, the mecca of the league, and I think that he would put New York back on the map. The NBA is a better product when New York is good. I would mean, you I'm, send? Would you send D Rose to Portland though? You know what I mean? Like I like D Rose. I mean, you got to equal York. some type of you got to equal some type I mean, of salary. It, it, I need to look at D Rose. No, I don't contract. think I don't think D Rose is getting paid that much. Yeah, and, yeah, but you still need to even it out. Um, I, it would be more so along the lines of whoever their rookies are, because um, they have a lot of talent oh. there. But I don't know about yeah. 
unless they don't include Julius. Julius is the guy that has to stay. He's 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 got to be almost untouchable. Because I yeah. mean, if Lillard's gonna go there, he's gonna want help, and so it's gonna be more so along the lines of the younger the younger players. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Derek Rose, if they want, if if they feel like they're okay with that, then they should. Um, I don't think Derek Rose should be your breaker on a deal. Honestly, nah, he won't be. He'll be included. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever deal gets for Dame, it's going to be something mm. similar or above or similar to a James Harden trade deal. There's going to be at least two first round picks attached to it, though. And at a, least in an all in an all star. Yeah, mm. yeah, maybe, maybe, hopefully. But, anyways, yeah, good stuff, good stuff, good question, Tim. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's right. That that was a good question to add on to it. So now let now we can move on officially. But of course, we cannot officially move on until we talk about the greatest and best streetwear label that my best friend Chris has, known as Day Off. Oh, wait. Yo, GM. Oh, the GM wants to put out the ad himself for the first time ever. Let's go, GM, a.k.a. Justin. My brother is about to drop the ad for the first time. Let's go, big brother. Bring it. Tired of the same old anime tees? Tired of the First Colony mall core look? You know, the mall core look. Don't you want to see some older, classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross, Neon Genesis Evangelion, to Cowboy Bebop, and one of my personal favorites, My Hero Academia. So Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. And be sure to use the code DAYOFFSUMMIT, all one word, DAYOFFSUMMIT, for a 10% discount at day-off.shop. That's D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. So go ahead and pop in and shop ahead. What's up, everyone? This is Ray, a.k.a. Mr. Fundamental, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Let's talk draft. We need this is me and myself in the jam. We talked about it last episode. We broke down the top two prospects outside of Cade Cunningham. And we got to, you know, we did it as best as we could to the point where we were able to do our homework on each of them. And, you know, we did our homework on both of them and we dropped it down. We watched so much packages, video packages of them and read so much on it. So after I get not, not even just listen to our episode, but whatever research you ever did or looking up you know, on Jalen Green or Evan Mobley, I have to ask you, the world needs to know T smooth. What team are you playing on right now? Um. I'm leaning more towards green. Mm. Yeah. He's just so exciting uh, to watch. Yeah. And yeah, Justin's Justin after the last episode, Justin's case was pretty solid. <laughs> his his uh presentation was solid. And that team, <laughs> your, yours was good, Kenny. The only the the difference is the the way the game is translated from what mm. Yeah, uh, systems they were playing in. No, college, agreed. Agreed. college, and was what Mobley NBA. was playing in. Yeah, college was what Mobley was playing in, and Green was playing in somewhat of an NBA style, yeah. you know, system. Mm-hmm. So I think Green's got a leg up on Mobley in that in that fact. And is Mobley also, you know, <clears throat> one of my whole issues with Mobley was always. Is he willing to put in the work? If he had the mindset of like a Shaq, I'm going to come in and dominate this league mm. and, you know, make it mine because he is a unicorn after all. He has mm. the capability, head and shoulders, to be one of the best or possibly the best player in the NBA. Like he has that capability because he's so damn big. That's why at the end of the episode, I started trending him towards a Giannis as a ceiling mm. plus a jump yeah. shot. Giannis with a jump shot is. Uh, freaking unstoppable. I will say this though. If anyone has watched 80s basketball, I thought about this today. I was um driving and I was thinking about Evan Mobley because I, I was listening to something and I thought I was like, dude, Evan Mobley plays like Ralph Sampson. 
Yeah. Yeah. He plays a lot yeah. like Ralph Sampson. And in my mind, I was like, dude, Ralph Sampson, if he stayed healthy, would have been a, a great NBA player. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, Mobley. Like, because he has those tools. Like, Ralph Sampson was basically a point forward before, like, because he was an athletic 7-4. He could handle the ball. You'd see him run fast breaks. No one's watching basketball from 86. Let's just be real here. But, <laughs> yeah. it, but you know, from the highlights that I've seen, the guy could handle the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he was the forward while Hakeem was the center when there was Twin Towers. He had a soft touch for a jumper. And we all saw that 1986 game five uh, turnaround jumper, you know, at the buzzer to get the Rockets to the finals. Like there are a lot of, I, I was thinking about it. Cause I remember looking at highlights of Ralph Sampson. And I was like, dude, his game is really reminiscent Mobley's game. And I was like, dude, that'd be, that's really intriguing in my mind, even though Sampson had that extremely short shelf life, but I got to give the guy some credit because of his game he's so unique like you said he's a unicorn and then if he can be Giannis with a jumper Giannis is an MVP without a jumper what would Giannis with a jumper be you know yeah, what I mean the best like, player in the just... NBA. yeah well exactly I, you know and I'll, and I'll say um before I ask T's move another question and just add, add on to it but every mock board has Mobley clear over green there's gone so far as the F, the draft athletic even said like they're tier one it's Cade, Mobley, and then tier two, Suggs, and then and then tier two, uh, Green and Suggs. So it's gone to the point now where they believe Mobley has shifted into the tier one category of the top two. The top two should be locked in the stone for the most part. That's what the Athletics said anyways, based on the research and what they've seen from the draft combine. But... I agree with you. I agree with the both of y'all in terms of what you see. It's a guards game. It's a guards league. And and T Smooth, you have to agree with that, right? It, it's definitely a guards game. Is that what's trending you towards that direction of Jalen Green? Yeah, I mean, everyone's trying to find the next three point shooter. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where the league's headed. Yeah, playmaker, three point shooter. And I do have to ask you. Oh, let me ask you one more question. You are the no. You are you are the true Summit Stradamus. Uh, you've called many things on this show already. You've called KPJ to Houston. You know when he was at when KPJ was at home in Cleveland. You were like, oh yeah, no, he's gonna come to Houston. Oh yeah, for sure, it's coming, it's happening. Yeah. You were like, how could yeah. it not? It's it's too easy. And then we get him, and he does work. So I have to ask you, if Green and KPJ come together. Can it mesh? Can it work? I think so. Um, KPJ is not a selfish guy from what we've seen. I mean, he's a willing passer. But, I mean, from the team that we've had, of course, he's had to be that guy, you know, to score the ball. Mm-hmm. And um, the way the Rockets are going forward, I think they'll keep uh, KPJ at point. And if we do get green, it'll be green at the two guard, mm. um, you know, coming off screens and all that. So uh, I th- I think it could work. You know, they're both young guys. Um, they both can score the ball. So, I mean, it'll be exciting to see, you know. Mm. It, it'll definitely be one of the most exciting uh, backcourts if, if we do get both of them. Oh, by far. By far, For absolutely. Sure. Not Absolutely. a lot of defense being played, but it'll be, it'll be a lot of a lot of no, it's true. Let's just say you know a, a young lot of team. It's a young and, team. Euros yeah. and dunks. Let's say. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Uh, we, you know, I have to GM. Why don't Why don't you Why don't you announce Why don't you call us out because you did talk about uh, before this episode that you wanted to talk about some little rumors and innuendos about some deals that could be happening. So, GM, I'm going to hand the ball off to you. What, what have you been hearing? The GM is always on it in terms of a rumor mill, rumor reports. What have you been hearing? Houston Rockets, they're trying to make some moves. So what's happening here? Well, okay. So I was on Clutch Fans literally like 90 minutes ago when I got home. Or maybe like, let's just say two hours ago, roughly. And apparently one of the insiders from the Atlanta Hawks like uh, forum oh, yeah. posted. You saw that? I didn't see the thing, but I know who he is. Yeah. Oh, this was posted today. And he said, he stated that apparently that 
they're a deal is close in regards to at, the Rockets trading to number one, but we don't know oh. how. We don't know how. I don't know if he's legit. He's the cy- quote unquote cyber. Everyone, if you listen, if you go on Clutch Fan, CyberX is the number one insider, and so he said that. There is a lot of traction in regards to Houston trading up for number one. Whether it really happens, we don't know. But the deal that I feel like um, someone put up a deal like uh, on Twitter the other day or today, um, Kevin Pelton was basically stating that the Rockets trade number two, number 23, and Detroit's pick back next year for number one and the number 37 pick, which is the number five pick of the second round or six. I don't remember. but. Mm. That seems like a very fair deal in regards to moving up one spot because if Detroit isn't completely convinced on Cade, then they might as well do the deal because they get their pick back. And if Jalen Green or Evan Mobley is the move, then so be it. But to be honest, I'm not going to get my hopes up in regards to the deals. But they're obviously where there's smoke, there's fire. you know. So obviously, Houston was always enamored with Cade based on reports, based on what I read, what I've seen. Cade was always the man. And Houston was very, very distraught at number two. They did not want number two. They, it was number one or bust. So um, even though, okay, I hate to say it like this, but honestly, I would not be surprised if Houston trades down. If they can't get number one, they might trade down to number four for Jalen Suggs because I think Houston might be in love with Jalen Suggs as much as they love Jalen Green, but that's just because of Jalen Suggs' pedigree. Um, He might not be as great of a player overall to a Jalen Green, but I would not be surprised if Houston traded down to number four with Toronto because a lot of their brass really believes in Suggs, and if they draft him at number two, it's not going to work. So to Houston, it's either trading up to number one for Cade or trading down to number four with Toronto to get. So Toronto gets Jalen and, or gets green and Houston grabs Suggs. I don't know. Um, that's just from what I've read. There's just a lot happening. But there's a lot of, to, yeah. I mean, it's rumor. It's classic. It's rumor mill. There's going to be a thousand different reports yeah, people on a thousand throwing, different things. Yeah, <laughs> we, we obviously won't know until the 29th. But the thing about this is like, this is a different kind of rumor mill that the Rockets were always around in the summer talking about like, oh, who are we going to add to Harden or right before trade deadline? Who are we going to add as a role player for the team? Now it's like, who's going to be the next face of the franchise? So this is unbelievable. This is completely on another world of what we're used to, but I'm excited. There's, yeah. yeah, there's just so much happening. But I don't know, man. If, mm-hmm. if honestly, if we stay at number two, I still think that it should be Jalen Green. I would take Jalen Green over Jalen Suggs any day. Okay. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Always, yeah. always on top of it. My 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 GM rumor mill reporting as always. <laughs> T Smooth, I have to ask you. Outside of everything, because me and the GM both agreed that Cade mm-hmm. Cunningham is our number one till the end of the day. We believe he is the franchise-changing piece. He's the type of player you can plug into any team, any one of the 30 teams now, and they he'll catapult you to another level, no matter where you are. So, mm-hmm. Tim, if the number one pick is in your hands, who's your number one overall prospect? Is it's it Cade. Cade? Okay. Um, um, yeah, I'm with Cade. Uh, I watched his uh, college games. I watched uh, not all of them. I watched a few regular games, and then mm-hmm. the whole the whole March Madness. I watched him. Um, he did really well. So I mean, I'm I'm with Cade. Uh, I watched a few of his high school games too because he was on the. Uh, Texas Titans, like mm-hmm. I think was the a- the AAU team mm-hmm. that he was on, and they were stacked, and he was like the guy with the ball all the time. Um, but at that time, he didn't have a jumper. He was just a strict like big six seven because he's always been that tall, uh, mm-hmm. go to the basket kind of guard. 
but he was a point guard. And then when he got to college, started shooting threes. And then now he's what he is now. So um, same with Jalen. Jalen's the second for me. And then I would probably say Mobley. Those are mm-hmm. my top, top three. If given, yeah, given if if the draft yeah. is in your hands, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, I th- I think at the end of the day, I I agree with with both y'all. I mean, I think Kate is just franchise changing. I would put Green as the second pick, but I've done, I guess, I've done more research than than my brother, obviously. And Mobley, he is an intriguing prospect to say the least. And I understand oh. the the thought process of it. If the year was two thousand five. 2006 where Andrew Bogut was your number one pick, you know, like, or Greg Oden was your number one pick. Obviously it's clear as day. It's going to be Mobley is the number one, but obviously there's just so yeah. much restrictions and cautions, cautionary tales. You don't want to Sam Bowie the situation obviously either. So I get that good stuff. Good stuff. Um, T smooth. Anything else you want to add on uh, regarding to the draft talk? Do you want to see them trade up? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. Um, the picks that we had that we would trade, um, are they lottery picks? It just depends on um, depends. what Detroit wants because I think the, the price tag is obviously high today. The price tag yeah. can change within a week because of who they might want. Because they did announce, they did announce the whole Pacers thing that Pacers wants to go down in their trade because they don't see mm-hmm. the the Pacers brass didn't see anybody feasible that they really love at number 13 so they were thinking of trading down and then you know obviously rockets want to get on top of that if they can get the number 13 pick which they would attach the rumor is what eric gordon uh the number 23 pick and i guess a future first rounder or i'm not sure but they'd attach eric gordon to the deal so mm-hmm. eric gordon goes to them and someone obviously would have to come back to us we'd get the 13th pick and then we'd package two and 13 and, I yeah, guess to, and then maybe Detroit. Detroit's first round pick and then just give them all those picks and send it there. And it keeps us with the 24th pick. So we can at yeah. least stick to two first rounders, which is at the be all end all. I want two first round picks in this draft at the very least because the draft is so freaking deep. So yeah, there's a lot, yeah. uh, a lot of talent in this draft. Absolutely. So, um, that's true. But the now that's, I ask what picks would we be giving up? Because I don't know if y'all have been watching the, um the USA U19 select team mm-hmm. they won the they won the Olympic team uh championship and they got some guys that are coming up that are like that Chet Holcomb guy he's like 72 can dribble shoot threes i mean he's someone to look at and then there's a few guys overseas you know there's a yeah, the, the guy from Turkey what's his name um uh that- i think the uh, he, the real tall guy he's like seven four. Yeah, they want me? they uh, want him to they want France. him to trade up. He's from, from France. He's yeah, from he's from France. France. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They played. They played USA mm-hmm. and um the France team, but USA won. Um, but the guy from France put up like 30, 10 and ten. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I think they'll they'll be in the twenty twenty two draft. I think or twenty twenty three. One of those. Oh, okay, so, so not obviously not yet. I, would, I wouldn't, coming, yeah, not yet. Yeah, I wouldn't mind holding a pick for one of those guys either. Agreed, agreed. I mean, and, I, I want to, yeah. I want another big for sure, absolutely. And you also hold on to the fact that Woods deal is only three years, anyways. So we're already not on sure. year two of the Wood deal. Year three would be next year. So is he still with us? So I guess, I guess, quickly before we close the book here on the draft, uh. I guess the case for Mobley would be more long. Then I, and I said this in the past episode. It's long term. You're thinking long term. You're not thinking about the fit of him and um, of, of him and Wood. You're thinking more along the lines of okay, that's your cornerstone franchise piece. So if you have to let go of Wood, if you have to trade Wood or sign and yeah. trade Wood, you still have Mobley. So I guess that's the thought process for them. That's the argument going that way. So I get that. You easily trade Wood for a wing if you think that Mobley's yeah. the guy. That that can that can easily be done. Yeah, and his contract sure. is so damn friendly. So, anything else left to add, boys? Before we move on, no. Let's go. Let's let's trade for Cade. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. Hey, t- you know what? T smooth. You you have been Summit Stradamus from day one on this pod. Call it. Call it. T smooth. Call it. 
Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what Speaking into talking? existence. Speaking into existence. Oh, oh if we trade Cade, for Cade. Trade, trade for Cade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can only hope and pray, but, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, we'll keep our we'll keep our eyes peeled on that too. And I, you better believe everyone that's listening to our podcast. If a trade goes down before the draft, gonna uh, we're gonna have to drop that emergency episode real quick. <laughs> <laughs> My, our whole our whole draft uh, breakdown episode just completely gets scrapped the second we, that happens. We're gonna do a uh, like we did for the uh, what's it called the lottery the the pick are we gonna meet up and watch the draft or oh, oh yes you're tim, ready no july 29th we are gonna meet live. up it's happening tim you me live stream <laughs> yes young bucket we're all coming together man like it's happening i gotta get mr fundamental bring the baby let's all enjoy down, let's enjoy some draft party you know let's get this yeah. going guys boys this is the first time we've ever had uh as high a pick as this since yao so let's fucking yeah. let's have a party. We should have a party. Like, yeah, it's a big agreed. deal. This is franchise changer. So especially Ray, if we get that number Ray, one. Ray, Ray, bring the baby. Justin, bring the booze. There you go. <laughs> no pressure on me. <laughs> Boo, booze it, booze and babies. I love it. But, it, and, and you better believe, boys, if we get that number one pick, I am first in line. I will buy that Cunningham motherfucking Rockets <laughs> jersey. You already know. So. Oh, I know you. Would, oh, man. hell yeah! You already know I you. Met him from day one. Tim's like, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. We're gonna both wait in line. Oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there, or I'll just hand you my money and you give me one too. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! This guy. <laughs> I yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's move on here. But before we move on, we need to go ahead and put out another ad, another plug for the greatest and best barbershop in the entire city of H-Town. That is the Argyle League. And I'm going to alley-oop it up once again to the GM, a.k.a. Justin, who's going to drop another ad. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers? That's right. This is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They've also been featured in GQ Magazine, their exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've also worked with Sports Radio 610 and Hope Lodge Houston. They were the official barbers for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Counter launch party in 2017. And that's just a few accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and you want to look like a gentleman, I, wait, we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers located at 709 West Alabama Street, Houston, Texas. Visit their website, com to book an appointment. May I repeat that? The com to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. Let's move on here. Let's talk about obviously something that's been ha- that's happening lately. There's so much news, like it's crazy. It's supposed to be just the NBA Finals right now, but then obviously, you know, we're so deep into the draft. We have the Dame Lillard news that got dropped today. Um, Wizards obviously just got. I, I just have to say it because it's NBA news. Uh, Wizards just uh, signed head coach Wes Unsell Jr. to his first head coaching gig. So congratulations to Wes Unsell Jr. Good for him. Yeah, I saw that. Good for him. Yeah. But obviously, the NBA Finals is happening right now. The, from By the time we recorded this episode, the series is tied. It is 2-2. It is very much a series. So I want to swing the question to, for, to you, GM, first. I think we had the idea it might have been 2-2 or it was going to be 2-2. But, I mean, GM, what have you been thinking? What's been your thoughts on the series? And who do you think takes it? Phoenix and Six. I've said it from the beginning. I didn't think that Milwaukee was going to win game four. I thought Phoenix would take game four. But with such a pivotal game five, I don't see Milwaukee taking all three. They needed an unreal performance from Chris Middleton, and they needed a really shitty performance from Chris Paul to get that game. And they barely Um, got it. Yes, barely. 
So I, in my mind, I still think Phoenix grabs one and they close it in six. I wouldn't be upset with seven in all honesty. I wouldn't be mad, but who knows? Um, but I'm still going with my prediction, Phoenix and six. I thought it was Phoenix and six from the beginning. Um, Milwaukee was too good to go down like uh, in four or five. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, but I just think that is what will happen. Don't call me Summit Stradamus now. I'm not <laughs> calling it. <laughs> but, you know, I just think that Phoenix is too talented. They have a yeah. lot more shooting. Cam Johnson was, has been shooting the ball still so well. Close to 50% mm-hmm. from three. Yeah. Jay Crowder has been shooting the ball well, too. After game one, he shot the ball very well. But we just need Chris Paul to pick it up. Chris Paul, something is a little off. Maybe the wrist is affecting him. But it's just, I've never, never, I've played this never seen him turn the ball over like this, ever. I've never seen him look sloppy and look unsure. I don't know if it's a confidence issue or no. if it's an injury issue. I'm going to tell you what but- it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's this. <laughs> It's this. He's never had to play this many games. He's obviously exhausted. It's the legs. Well, get the fuck yeah. over it. <laughs> <laughs> on, what do you think, T Smooth? Go ahead, T Smooth. What do you think? Uh, I mean, we we play basketball. Like you have good games, you have bad games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many good games has he? I mean, okay, let's reverse that. How many bad games has he had? Not Not really any until now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in 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 the belief of the basketball gods, like he was due for a bad game, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially especially being an away game. Like it the Bucks were at home. Their their record says it all at home in the playoffs. They lost one game at home. So, you know, it was I was I'm I'm with Justin. I say I say that. They're gonna uh Phoenix is gonna end it in six. Um, but we'll see, you know, if if Milwaukee can keep up this kind of play and steal one from the Suns Phoenix. at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean it changes the complexity that's, of everything. That's, yeah, that's Absolutely. the only they've they've gotta win this next one. If if the Bucks don't win this next one, then I mean it's Suns all the way. They gotta win the next one. Absolutely. They gotta win, they gotta win it at Phoenix's home, which they haven't done. So yeah, and let's give credit where credit is due. Obviously, to Drew Holiday, I'm sure the physical defense as well, uh, the amazing defense that he was able to play on Chris Paul probably also took a toll on him as well. I mean, you're getting you're getting bumped every time you're coming down that court. Drew Holiday is full court pressing him from the start, so it's yeah. like I'm sure that's doing a number on Paul and maybe not maybe not mental. I, I I'm not gonna say that Paul is the greatest point guard of our generation. I don't think he ever mm-hmm. gets truly shook. I, I just think that the defense was so tough and I think his legs and his body just kind of just, just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, and T smooth is right. He is due for bad games. It does happen yeah, for every, for, for every great game five against the Utah jazz. When he was in Houston, the game five in golden state where he took over for every game yeah. six, he get against the Clippers where he advanced them to the finals to the game one against the Milwaukee bucks. He's going to get a mess up game. So it happens. It just sucks that I will say this it just sucks that D book put on the performance of a lifetime. You know, it was mm-hmm. Kobe. It was the spirit of Kobe pretty much went into him. I guess so much so that even his attitude was, too much yeah, but, offen- yeah offensively like sorry kenny he no go ahead. i mean yeah but even d book like in the sense that he had a great offensive game but on defense that's what kicked mm. his butt was mm-hmm. he got into foul trouble so in that sense he had a bad game you know what i mean absolutely because because offense isn't everything you need you need an all-around yeah, game you need it you need all win. of it yeah, at that level I, in the NBA Finals, you cannot have games where your defensive lapses are just over and yeah. over again because yeah. that'll bite you in the ass. Because these are the two best teams in the league, so that's yeah, how it's mis- going to go. Mistakes in general, like it's just the mistakes they made. You know, that's basically how they lost. Mistakes on defense, you know, mistakes on turnovers, and that's mm-hmm. what happened. And I think that's it, and that's the thing, and it just goes to show how young book book is still young, and you want him to put up that offensive output 
in a big game like that in a in a swing game like game four but at the same time like he should have he should have put up 40 points but only have like three fouls that really should have been it like to back up like they kept saying like even the announcers and i was thinking it too i was like man if i'm the bucks with five fouls get that switch every time get that switch every time and get d book to commit that six like but they were always if you watched the complexity of the entire game especially in the fourth quarter i was like man milwaukee they're just knocking on the door they're gonna take the lead it's gonna happen (laughs) because phoenix is not extending and then they did take the lead and then they obviously won the game but i saw that coming from a mile away because a book was not in the game book got cold because he had to sit for a prolonged amount of time so he got cold he missed a few jumpers towards the end so you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff but i will i will disagree with the both of y'all uh i think it's going to be phoenix and seven um from the looks of it it's a great series mm-hmm. i can't chris paul may have the performance of a lifetime but who knows d book might have a bad game so that might be the game that milwaukee takes and most likely that game gets taken in milwaukee so I just think, from my belief, it's going to be the opposite of the Nationals Houston Astros series. <laughs> every home game is going to, every home team is going to win. <laughs> every home team is going to win their game. No, we so. didn't win. What do you mean? No, I know. I said, I said it's going to be opposite of the Astros National oh, Series, where okay. the home team is going to win every. I heard game, that wrong. To, I heard that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the Washington Nationals and Astros series, where we lost, every, where the home team lost every. But I think the home team is going to win every game from here on in, and I think Game Seven is obviously going to be pivotal and huge. And I expect Jay Crowder, my boy Trevor Reza, reincarnated to fully shell it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, man, it's been good. It's good stuff. It's there's just a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of rapid stuff happening. You got the NBA Finals mm-hmm. and the Damian Lillard layer on top of it. Sprinkle in with some draft talk, and you know, there's going to be great content going forward up until the 29th. And T Smooth, you'd have to agree to that, right? Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm ready. And I'm, the next uh, two weeks are going to be fun. Yeah. Let's get this, man. Yeah. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And be watching, be watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, you know we're gonna go ahead and cap off the end of this episode. T Smooth, number five, Fleet the boys. Yes, sir. You number five, number five. <laughs> I, you know, I tried to get the you official leader on the board now. Official know, leader, exactly. He's on the leaderboard. Well, I wanted to keep the tie alive. You know, I asked uh, the young bucket. I asked Jay. I was like, Jay, come on, get on the pod. Yeah. You've never been on with Tim. He had uh, prior engagement, so unfortunately, he's not able to. Yeah, I know. I saw him this pod. morning. Ooh. No. I saw. I saw. I saw, oh, you saw, you saw him this morning. For real? Yeah, because I, I went to get coffee over there on my way to work. Because I had to go. Uh, yeah. I had to go into Katie, and my store is the HEB that's right behind Jay's Starbucks. So I started my day there. I got coffee from Jay, and I was like, "You're not joining us tonight?" Because I was like, "Are you?" And he was like, "Nah, bro. I got. He got. It. I got a thing." And he was like, "It sucks, man." And I was like, "It's okay, man. You're just gonna have fun. Don't worry." No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's okay, <laughs> you're man. You're just gonna be number two on the leaderboard, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not personal at all. <laughs> it's not a competition. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but you know what? We always appreciate you, Tim. You always make. You always, your time is precious and you always make time to meet us at the summit. So thank you so much once again. Always amazing to have you on the pod. Anything left you got to say before we go home here on the pod? No, man, it's a pleasure. You know, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy talking about it. I mean, we can talk about it for hours. So, you know, I just look forward to the next time as always. Absolutely. You already know, brother. GM, anything you got to say before we go home on the pod? Nah, man. Uh, when's game five tomorrow? Let's go, Phoenix. Let's go, Phoenix. Let's go. Is it tomorrow? Then, oh, yeah, it was, it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Then, okay, uh, so Saturday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. And then the Astros yes. play tonight to cap off to start uh, the second half of the season. So let's go, Houston. Oh, yeah. yeah. We already know. Astros. How about that Altuve walk-off, baby? Oh, come on. Oh, New York. We got to talk about that. Oh, that was, we, how uh, can we go? How could we go home on the pod? Believable. Take that shirt off, boy. Show them. Show them, <laughs> man, show them man boobs. Baby. If I had a better, if I had a better, <laughs> <laughs> taking everything off. He was trying oh to take my. the pants off, but 
there were kids in the stands. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like, hey man, thank God it wasn't Korea, man. My boy would have stripped to his tidy whities if he had Korea, and and they wouldn't have ripped it off oh. of him. Korea, they said he would have round each base he would have rounded. A clothing would have came off. He rounds first base, the jersey. Second base, the pants. Yeah. Oh, there goes his socks. <laughs> there goes. Oh, man. God. Well, he took the shirt off. I was like, damn, he's hype. Like he's just going in, having the time of his life. He didn't even do that when they won the uh World Series, you know. Well, so. I'm saying, you know, you know what? Like the New York came in and and Aaron Judge talked so much smack. He did the jersey oh. little cute, cute jersey thing. They thought that they were the bullies, yet they realized that Altuve and the Houston Astros have been their daddies since we came to the American League, and we have owned them in every series we face. We're three and zero against them in the playoffs. So they every tend to forget, time they tend to forget who their daddies are. And at the end of the exactly. day, Jose Altuve is the is the father of the of the New York Knicks. I'll do it Maury Povich style. You are the father. Yeah. Bending them over and putting them over our laps and smacking the shit out of them every time. <laughs> every time. They're not gonna... Yankee fans talking shit. They don't All want the it, time, man. Bro. All the time. They get enough, man. And it's a thing. Like they always talk about it. They talk too much smack. And I love it. I love it. I, I take it. I'm like, you know what? Keep talking. Keep talking. Cause no one's gonna remember the two that they took before that last one. All everyone's gonna remember is is that those that six run ninth and Jose Altuve's uh uh manly chest coming out. So that's yeah. all they're gonna remember, right, GM? <laughs> it's true. It's true. They uh New York fucked up. They they uh what's it called? They slept, they uh, they they woke the giant that was the Astros mm-hmm. by mocking them all weekend. Like, okay, okay. But you know, the only thing is this: people are, like the Yankee fans are like, "Oh, we won the season series. Oh, okay, that's cool. We win. We win in October. That's all that matters. So it's fine." Yeah, yeah you and go I ahead and it. take it. It's we fine. went. Yeah, we went to the game. We went to game two where Garrett Cole pitched the shutout, and I loved it. Yankees fans were all like cheering, going nuts, and I'm like, and I'm just applauding them. I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool. You won a game on July, what tenth? Okay, yeah, go get that. Get that win in July tenth." Enjoy it, please. Take it every day if you can. Take every July 10th win. Yeah. Absolutely. Because what matters is it's October baseball, baby. Just as much as it matters, you know, when it comes to playoff time, mm-hmm. when it comes to NBA baseball. Yeah. That's and then right time. now, right now we're the favorites to win the World Series, according, I think, to Vegas. The Vegas odds have us at as the favorites oh, okay. right now. So we're number one on the on, we're number one in the power rankings. It's like, yeah, Astros are here to stay. Get over it. This kind of like I saw a headline that said that it's just like, huh, nah. you know, and we got to go and, on. And, and we're not cheating. It's not cheating when everyone's cheating. That's the thing. So. I know, right? Yeah. It's only, it's only cheating when the Astros are winning. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I, you know, you guys got me hyped. So, and I, me and the jam, we've talked about this, but I want to officially drop the news now. Drop the news and let everyone know. We are going to do a draft party. It is happening. We are going to oh, we are going to do this right on the sign off. I'm going to let her, let them know. T Smooth, we need you to join us. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it Instagram live style, simultaneously recording for an episode. It will be a long one. It will be a great one. Tim, are you down? I am down. I'll be there. Uh, hopefully, I have some Rockets gear I can wear and still fit into i'm definitely there i'm definitely there for sure man we're gonna get the young bucket on too i'm sure he's gonna be down I'm, i guarantee you he's probably gonna end up coming maybe yeah. we'll have more guests we in we in for it this is it right we're all for it yes, we're sir. All in. let's do this we're and we're gonna you know what maybe we'll get maybe we'll get uh the gentleman we'll get devin white on for a little bit we got it. We got to do this. this is a big time. So let's let's do this. Let's do this, boys. The official announcement. Announcing it now. An official Instagram live simultaneous episode recording. Summit State of Mind. Draft party watch live. Booze provided by the GM, obviously. Mm, no pressure. And, and, a night, and a night to remember. <laughs> well, I appreciate God. it. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Tim, we're going to see you on the 29th. That is right. You heard it here first. The first ever Summit State of Mind Draft Watch Party happening live 
through Instagram simultaneously recording the new episode as you get our live official reaction. That's right. We may have to make sure that we gave the call to Tim, a.k.a. T-Smooth, to bring him to the summit to let him know that he got the call to be invited to get on here. So he's going to be here with us. We're fully expecting the Young Bucket to be here as well. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great party. Make sure that if you're watching the draft to simultaneously watch us as we go live on Instagram. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be exciting. Great stuff. It's going to be franchise changing for the entire city of Houston. So I absolutely would recommend for you to watch the draft and better yet, watch the draft while listening to our live reaction on Instagram live. And if you can't listen to us on Instagram live, no worries there because after that Thursday on that following Tuesday will be the live reaction episode. So that will be dropped just for y'all. And once again, we appreciate the support, the ongoing support that y'all have given us. It's emphatic and it's insane. The last episode, episode 38, dropping the draft episode, was our was our most downloads in a day after breaking the record a few weeks ago with the Devin White, aka Gentleman episode. We broke that record on top of that. So episode 38 was officially our our most first day downloads in the history of Summit State of Mind. So we absolutely... Uh, you have our gratitude. Thank you so much. You guys are absolutely amazing. Continue to follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod and on Twitter at Summit SOM pod. We continue to pump out great stories, great news, anything that is Rockets related. We drop it there through our stories, through our posts. Absolutely. And every, anything and everything Rockets related gets dropped through there. With that said, also give and follow and give a listen to Shots and Thoughts, aka, aka SNT Pod, for their great and amazing work. They take shots, they play games. What's better than that? And you get to learn things in the process. So be sure to listen to them as well. We all need the support. With that said, with the pandemic going on, please make sure that you're continuing to wash your hands. No masks anymore, which is fantastic. If you're not feeling well, though, make sure to put that mask on. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Take care of yourselves, and most importantly, take care of each other. Like we said in past episodes, New episodes coming out on Tuesday. Tuesday, you know what that means? A brand new episode of The Summit State of Mind. And on the sign-off here and on the go-home, we say take care. We'll see you next Tuesday. The Summit for, 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 for Life.